0: Victor Osimhen has revealed his summer plan, whilst there is a worrying injury yet again for Kieran Tierney. And on top of all that, we got a fans forum to break down. This is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Transfer Show, joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines, it is very much appreciated. Please, if you haven't done so already, drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I hope you've had a good week so far, we're here at Wednesday, we're halfway to the weekend, although it's a weekend without Arsenal. Um... Which is a bit frustrating. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's a week. It's less than a week to our next game. Well, I suppose I say less than a week. It's technically seven days still. You know, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then the Tuesday. The seventh day, of course, is the game. But yeah, that sucks. Um, but uh, I guess it's more rest. It's more recovery time before we play against a forest team who are. Of course, going to be in action during this weekend because they did progress through to their next game. Uh, They play on Friday, um, which means they'll have an extra few days to recover. They're in Bristol City for their fourth round FA Cup clash. Um, While Arsenal, of course, will wait all the way around till Tuesday before travelling up to the city ground. Uh, Blackshine, good morning to you. To Peekahoo, to Kaiser, to Runs With Cows, James, Matt G, Rich, Errol, A1, AB... Uh, Dominic, Louis, Aidan, thank you for joining. Uh, Amira, Josh, Sweating Merlot, Rob, Paul, Damien, Stevie, Maximius, Barry, T, uh, Christian, uh, Ismail, Carl, Jose, and plenty more of you guys and girls as well. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, It is very much appreciated. And uh, I hope that you are and yours are doing fantastically well. If you're listening on Catch Up, um, of course, welcome to you. And I should say, uh, yesterday we did a phone-in show. If you've not yet watched it, please do. I have to hold my hands up. I made a mistake with the audio. I re-uploaded the yesterday morning show as the audio for the phone-in show on audio platforms. I have deleted that, and I have re-uploaded the the phone-in show, so I'm hoping that it's fixed. It might take a little bit to click over, so if it's still there in its old format and not fixed it might be still just taking a little bit um so sorry for that but uh, hopefully it's fixed now and you should be able to listen back to what, what was a really interesting phone in show and a good chat about edu and transfers and arteta of course uh and plenty more so make sure you go and check that one out right let's uh let's jump into today's stories shall we we start um with bad news i'm afraid uh, kieran Tierney injured again. Uh, He came off yesterday in Real Sociedad's match uh, for what could be another extended spell on the sidelines. Um, Real Sociedad have indeed moved to sign another left-back. It's worth pointing out that uh, Tierney is their second left-back now to be injured, which obviously does infer uh, a signing, but the, the fact that Kieran Tierney Uh, has already faced uh, a relatively long-term injury at Sociedad already this season, will certainly have factored into their thinking and assurance over making sure that they signed a left-back during this window. Javi Galan is that player who they've brought in um, or about to, to bring in. It's a very frustrating period. And I think, if anything, it again kind of justifies and vindicates that decision that we had to send him on loan. Arsenal, I think, did need to send Kieran Tierney on loan. We, needed, we knew that he wasn't going to play. Arsenal had four left-back options before Tierney was even, I suppose, in the frame. Probably more so than Kivior, but even with Kivior, you've got Zinchenko, you had Timber at the start of the season, although, of course, he wasn't available when we did send him on loan. And, of course, you've got Tomiasu as well, who can play at left-back, not to mention some youth players as well, if it really got to that stage. And for a player that is out of Mikel Arteta's plans, we needed to make sure that we got him playing regular football so that in the summer potentially we could move him on for a decent amount of money. Um so for those that have really been pointing the finger I suppose at Arteta about Kieran Tierney uh, getting injured uh, I guess this is one of those situations where you probably have to hold your hands up and say this is one of the reasons being proven for the second time this season why indeed Arsenal have, have decided to move forwards without him. Uh, moving on to our next story and Cole Carl- Walker Peters, sorry, is said to be one to watch between now and the end of the window. That's according to Team Talk, who suggests that Peters could be a potential option for Arsenal between now and the end of the January window. The 26-year-old Southampton player has played pretty much all of their games this season at both right-back and left-back. He's a very versatile player, uh, is Walker Peters. He's even played, uh, according to Transomart, a game in attacking midfield, believe it or not. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but that's certainly according to Transomark They did against Norwich in a 2-2 a two, two draw. But uh, he's a versatile player that's got plenty of Premier League experience, has been doing very well in the Championship for a high-flying Southampton team. He's got two goals and two assists so far in his 28 matches. Um, I think this would just be a loan, but I don't know why Southampton would allow Carl Walker-Peters to leave on loan. Um if it was a loan with an option, maybe, but they're pushing, of course, ahead um, to try and bring somebody... Uh, to, to, obviously, they're pushing ahead to try and get promotion. So why they would allow Walker Peters to leave on a loan, I don't really get. He's been linked with Arsenal before. I, I don't think this is one that will have too many legs, really, unless they are going to buy him permanently, which I don't know how we would stump up the money that Southampton want for a 26-year-old Walker Peters. But... um it, yeah I, I don't know why they would let him leave I don't yes he has six months um no he has 18 months sorry left on his contract it expires in 2025 so that's not um changing things there at all um but yeah he is Alexander you're right he's better than Cedric for sure I'd agree with you there but um yeah I still just can't quite See this happening, uh, Victor Ozyman has been speaking out. Uh, in uh, he told CBS Sports Galazzo about his links to Premier League clubs like Arsenal. He says the rumor is going around about me linked with the Premier League. But of course, when you are one of the hottest strikers on the globe, you expect this type of thing. It's confident lad. Uh, the EPL is one of the biggest and best leagues in the whole world. For me, at Napoli, I signed a new contract. I'm enjoying my time there. At the end of the season, I already made up my mind. I already know what I want to do with my career. Since I've started, I've been the one taking my own decisions. Everything is working out well for me, even though I started, it didn't go uh, as well as planned. I already had my plan. I already knew the next step that I want to take. And for now, I want to finish the season strong, relax with my daughter, think about life and come out with the decision that I have already made. So... Yes, uh, it will be, I think, up to the player who he chooses to join, uh, whether Arsenal will be choosing to join the race and paying that £100 million-plus release clause that is involved in his contract. We will have to wait and see, but it seems that Ozymen's mind is made up as to what his next step in the footballing world is going to be. And our headline story of the day is a round-up and reaction to yesterday's fans' forum. Of course, the fans' forum takes place Uh, Sometimes numerous times each year where representatives of the fan base meet with uh, people from the club and Red Action Gooners at Red Action AFC on Twitter has thankfully and rather kindly rounded up um, and given some of their thoughts about yesterday's forum, which I'm going to read through to you um so here we go uh they are going to read this through and we'll react to it as we go um firstly the trend for fans forum seemingly becoming less and less important continues with the rearranged date and the lateness of the agenda and team's link shared with members we were left to speculate amongst themselves earlier today as to the actual start time so not the best start there. Uh, plus the big hitters such as Vinay or the director of comms latterly Mark Gunella of course uh, Mark left the club uh, are no longer present uh, red action say and attend at Arsenal advisory groups only. Ticketing took up some of the meeting of course But agenda correctly moved on after a while so as to not dominate the whole thing. So we start with ticketing, as you can probably expect. The Auto Cup scheme. Email issues to members led to many missing original sign-up periods, so it was reopened. For the Liverpool cup fixture, 20,000 on cup scheme auto bought plus another 4,000 season ticket holders purchased their own seats, suggesting circa 20,000 season ticket holders chose not to attend despite the cat B price. So I suppose this could give us some light about the issues with the atmosphere at that Liverpool game because um, 20 around 20,000 season ticket holders apparently chose not to attend. Now, I would argue, of course, that that halving the amount of season ticket holders, you've still got 25,000 season ticket holders in the stadium. And you've got to assume that the majority of the tickets that have been bought up for that game by the people that took them over are still, I'd say, upwards of 90% going to be bought by very diehard Arsenal fans at the same time that just are not season ticket holders. So... Although I think there is something to be said about the atmosphere, I think we can go and say that in plenty of other games this season where 20,000 season tickets did not or rather were in attendance, the atmosphere has still certainly been affected. Red Action continues by saying the Auto Cup scheme registration will not be opening again. That's it for this season. Porto has been priced as a Category A, was discussed. Of course, some people have complained that the £70-plus ticket for Porto is not reflective of what that game should have been, especially considering Porto are charging, I think, around €30 Euros. Uh, for away tickets for that game. I haven't got that to the T, but I'm pretty sure it's it's less than half of what Arsenal are charging Porto fans to come to the Emirates. Uh, Arsenal confirmed that nearly all the Champions League knockout stage matches have been cat A, including the last time we played Porto at this stage. So they would argue there's consistency there, but I still think that it's a, when you consider the fact what Porto are charging, maybe you could argue that in fact, not even maybe, you certainly could argue that, that perhaps there's, uh, that hasn't been taken into account. Uh, moving forwards, attendance stats for this season today. Average of 98% of seats are filled, highest in the Premier League, though to be due to the introduction of the digital ticketing and improvements to ticket exchange and ticket transfer. Uh, this compares to 95% last season and 90% in the previous season. So this is clearly good progress. So despite the fact that, of course, there are still complaints about the ballot system, about the ticket exchange, about the ticket transfer, it is having the desired effect of getting more bums on seats. Um, and that is certainly showing in the figures moving forward. Uh, 83% of season ticket holders have utilised their seat for every game. This stat includes ticket exchange and ticket transfer usage. Still seems low, though. So uh, season ticket holders utilising their seats and then moving tickets if they're not using them, 83% is not enough. I agree with red action. More season ticket holders need to be encouraged. And they are, of course, incentivized to do that. Um, and Red Action says there are a couple of hundred of season ticket holders who are not on track to meet the utilisation requirements, so they may lose the right to renew their tickets next year. What Arsenal have done is is if you are not attending games, and obviously the system will know if you've not attended the game, if that season ticket is not used and then not put on the ticket exchange or ticket transfer and you don't fulfil a certain quota, you won't be able to renew that season ticket next season, which I think is a good incentive to get fans to either put that ticket onto the exchange or, of course, attend themselves the average usage of the t- ticket exchange is around 4500 per match average usage of ticket transfer is a huge 12000 per game a huge leap from 4000 on the average last year again put down to the dig- digital pass usage as moving membership cards between fans is no longer an option and the timing of how long it takes for a ticket posted on ticket exchange to sell is being tracked closely and now measures in minutes as opposed to seconds which suggests afc have made some progress with the bots hoovering these up which is obviously a very good sign as well Uh, there are 45 members who have applied for every ballot with zero success on the ballot for ticket exchange per fixture so what that's saying is that of all the fixtures that there are this season there are 45 members who have applied for every single one but not yet got a ticket discussions are said to be potentially waiting the success rate for the next fixture. If unsuccessful in previous for next year. And this is something that I've asked for before with the talent, uh, the ballot system being improved is that if someone is unsuccessful, having applied every single ballot, they should be given a higher potential chance of getting a ticket in the next game. Uh, So red action continues by saying, expect an increase in digital away ticketing as there is an appetite for this across the premier league. Villa have worked well and highlighted some suspicious activity from ticket purchases that led to some investigations as well. Uh, Ticketmaster remains Arsenal's long-term ticketing partner. There are 10 Premier League clubs in total with them. And so Arsenal were convinced that they are the best fit. Uh, moving on to the Ashburton Army. Um, the allocation, uh, Red Action say, very guarded on the reduction. No real comment from AFC. But from what Red Action knows, there have been issues with behaviours in the stadium with some of their members some of which have received banning orders as well. Red Action does go on to say that they have no judgment on this and they've had their own issues in the past and received their own stadium ban, um, which they then use a very quippy quotes from their wife, which I'm not going to repeat on the show. You can read it on the Red Action Twitter feed if you want to because um, it's not the nicest of mental images. But, um, you know, the, the Ashburton Army, as I tweeted during the game uh, against Liverpool, and against Crystal Palace as well, you know, more so Crystal Palace because the Liverpool game, it was tough because, of course, the allocation for the away fans in the cup games is bigger. But the allocation for Ashburton Army has been to what we can see probably around half of what it was last season. Um, and they try obviously very hard to improve the atmosphere. That said, it's if there's complaints about the allocation and then we're hearing evidence that there's been crowd trouble, I suppose when that comes into the discussion, it's going to be raised as well. If things were perfectly behaved while trying to create more noise, maybe we wouldn't see those allocations cut. That's just me speculating, of course, and going off of what Red Action has tweeted there. But it is a fair point that I think has been raised there. The atmosphere was discussed, the request of AFC and and, uh, Red Action say they were very vocal about the half time vacuum between 35 and 55 minutes as thousands seek a quick half time beer, a further plea for a pre pouring. Service just met with a commitment to upgrade all beer lines and bar facilities, etc., in time for next season. I think that this is a really good idea from Red Action. What pre-pouring basically means for those that, that can't work out is that as half-time approaches... Bar staff basically pre-pour loads of pints ready so that when the queues form, they can just be passed a pint. I think there maybe should be a cap on the number that each individual can obviously grab from that pre-pour and pay for so that you can spread the beers across as many people as feasibly possible. But I think that the pre-pouring idea is definitely Um, a suitable suggestion as to how we can improve the quickness and also maybe keep people in their seats for longer during those periods and of course get them out into the second half faster because I love this term of a half-time vacuum between the 35 and 55 minutes. It really, really is true that you see so many fans leaving up to 10 minutes before the first half finishes and not back in their seats until up to 10 minutes after the second half starts. And I think it is a very, very good strategy to try and help with that. Obviously, toilet queues are different, but certainly um, the the bar staff uh, pre-pouring has been... Um, is something that's worth it. Uh, Red Action continues by saying, bar staff efficiency has been mentioned, but I had to defend these living wage, zero hour contract casual workers As Red Action thinks, the root cause lies elsewhere, specifically in that Delaware North set them up to fail every week with no pre-pouring and really poor organisation at every bar. That's what Red Action have said on that. Um, In terms of phone signal on match days, DDAS, digital distribution aerial systems, are are being installed for next season to improve all 3G and 4G connectivity in and around the stadium. Uh, That's not Wi-Fi. That's just so your phones 3G and 4G would work better when in the ground. Uh, They continue by saying multiple rep vacancies for next year as many are moving on at the end of the three-year cycle. Gold member, young fans, reds, and there will also be a new away fans rep added as well. Details on how to apply will be widely publicized, so any interested parties can apply and see if they can get shortlisted for election. So there you go. And just uh, something at the end, which is uh, Red Action asked about the buy one, get one free beer promos, only one so far compared to many last season. Uh, was put on the spot and asked to nominate a fixture. So I went with Newcastle as it's a Saturday at 8 p.m. So let's see if they take me up on that suggestion is what they've said. So let's wait and see if they do. But that's that's everything from um, the the fans forum that Red Action has uh, publicised. I think obviously there is Some frustration around that maybe the Arsenal presence at the fan forums has diminished. Of course, Vinay is leaving at the end of the season, um, but maybe there could be more of an Arsenal official presence at these rather than just the advisory boards. I think it's an important forum. I think it's an important relationship that needs to continue to be held firm and held strong. Um, The Ashburton Army comments are very, very interesting, of course, as well. Uh, We want to see an improvement in the atmosphere. We want to see initiatives put in place to try and improve the atmosphere, but we want them to be done in the best possible way. Uh, And if uh, the red action are indeed right in their suggestion that they have been made aware of potential crowd trouble, then that's obviously something that's going to form an obstacle in helping to expand the Ashburton Army allocation in the future, if indeed, and it's an if, that is true. Um, so, and the ticket system, you know, that is being improved. People that are struggling to get tickets on the ballot will get a bigger chance, hopefully from next season as they try and improve the system. It is still in its early stages. I, I believe the ballot is the right system. It's the best way to tackle um, bots. It's also the best way to give the most fair opportunity to every fan um, that wants to buy a ticket. Fans do need to come to the realisation that the demand for tickets is the highest it has ever been at the club and so therefore with more demands becomes a much 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 tougher um, task of trying to get a ticket it's just the reality of the situation I'm sorry that that's the way that it is and I'm sorry that some fans feel that because they went during years in which there wasn't as much of a demand because Arsenal weren't playing as well and they feel they're not being rewarded for that loyalty I, I understand and empathise with that point of view. However, you have always got to create the most fair way to give all fans who deserve an opportunity to go to a game. It's not We shouldn't be discriminating in any way, shape or form as to who can and cannot attend games. For me, the minimum expectation is that you're a diehard Arsenal fan. That has to be it. If you are found to not be an Arsenal fan buying a ticket, that's different. And sadly, I have seen situations where rival fans have been sitting in the home end. And I think that's it's tough to tack it to, to kind of, you know, get around that. It's tough to to crack down on that. But um it happens across leagues, it happens across clubs. But for me, if you're a diehard Arsenal fan, you deserve a ticket as much as anyone else who can go to a game right uh well any questions on that or you want any of my thoughts on specific things um then do leave them in the comment section for part two uh we do before we do move to part two i need to tell you about a brand new price uh, available on football prizes which is a signed dennis bergkamp shirt um it's framed as well so you can uh, put it up on your mantelpiece not only that but it includes an inbuilt tv showing some of Dennis Bergkamp's highlights of the club. Quite a a unique prize. Uh, And also, there is lots of instant win prizes. Um, There's memorabilia from the likes of Declan Rice, from Zinchenko, from uh, Vieira as well. So there's lots of instant win prizes you can get. It is a massive, massive uh, lottery, this one. 599 tickets available. Over 100 have already been sold. So let's see if we can sell this one out as well. Best of luck. I think the early bird price has now run out, which means it's going to be slightly more... For a ticket. So, best of luck that those enter this one. Link in the description. And of course, as always, it is UK only. Uh, I just want to say that again a UK only competition. Right. Let's go into part two and your questions right after this. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Okay, uh, that was a lot. That uh, was a long part one, but it was a lot to get through and I wanted to take you through as much of that um, Red Action breakdown of the fans forum as I could so that you're aware of it. If you want to read that back, as I've mentioned before, you can go onto Twitter and follow at Red Action AFC and they can provide continual updates uh, with every, everything regarding those fans forum. So go read it, go share it and go get involved because um, they do some good stuff. Um, Damien says, have they found a replacement for Vinay Venkatesham yet? I don't know of a replacement being found yet. That doesn't mean, of course, that process has not completed or indeed started, Um, but I'm personally not aware uh, of that at the moment. Um, Raditya says, I've just been told that getting a tourist visa to the UK from Indonesia is getting harder. I was hyped for a second since me and the missus were thinking of going to London in September. I'm really sorry about that, Raditya. I wish there was anything that obviously we could do uh, to make it uh, easier. I believe anyone as an Arsenal fan all around the world deserves the opportunity to go and see the club that they love and support. I hope that you get the chance to do that. Um, Jimbo says, Morning, Tom. Do you think we're due an upgrade at the Emirates for more seating? I read that Islington Council have stopped a recent request to upgrade the stadium. Um, do send me that link, Jimbo. I'd be interested to read it. Do we need to upgrade the stadium? Do we need to upgrade the level of seats in terms of how many we have? Maybe. How realistic that is of a task to achieve, I don't know. Um, of course, Arsenal could have had more seats in the stadium, but they chose to have um, you know better seating experience than the more seats themselves. That was what I read when when the Emirates was, of course being built. Um, is that being regretted now? Probably not. Um, but if there's scope to improve the number of seats in the stadium, and it's possible then certainly that's something that I think would be looked into, but it might not be possible because, as you say, the Islington um, Council, if they've stopped a recent request, um, that might be tricky. But please do send me that link, Jimbo, because I'd be interested to read it. Uh, Gage uh, says, um, what do you make of the rumour for Ziba being close to a pre-transfer agreement with Arsenal in the summer? Certainly not what I've heard, um, Gage, I'm afraid. Arsenal's interest is very much real and has lasted for quite some time. Um, but in regard to being close, I know there's been reports from Spain saying he's, you know, he's he, he's picked Arsenal as the club that he wants national in Spain. I think with the outlet that reported that it could be that there's discussions been going on behind the scenes um, that I'm unaware of, but as far as I'm aware, that that isn't the situation, but I hope that it could be because I'd love to see Zumamendi at Arsenal next season. Uh, Richard says they need to upgrade the quality of the seats. They really look quite faded and horrible. Certainly for some time there's been suggestions that Arsenal need to do more in terms of the infrastructure. There was hope that that would happen last summer. Some stuff did. Some things on the concourse have been improved. But there is more improvement certainly needed at the Emirates going forward. So it used to be obviously one of the most high-tech and... Uh, high-quality stadiums around, but there are question marks about how it ranks and how it compares to, say, Spurs' stadium, which is unbelievable, quite frankly. I mean, even Wembley at times, which is, um, you know, Wembley's, I think, what, an older, slightly older stadium? Um, It's very similar age to the Emirates' I suppose you could argue that they don't have the amount of people that come through the Emirates every single season, of course, and anywhere near the same amount of people that come through the Emirates that do at Wembley. But it is worth pointing out that Wembley is used for a lot of different types of events as well and has to cope with the, the being more versatile, I suppose, than the Emirates does. Um, Christian says, how will our budget look in the summer? Depending if we qualify for the Champions League, what players can we get for some money? Uh, As always, great show. Thank you, Christian. It very much depends on a lot of factors. Of course, where we finish, if we win anything, how far we go in the Champions League, who we sell, how much we can sell them for. All of those factors are going to affect what we can do in the market. Um, I also had a DM this morning. I said I'd respect the request. Bill Lee uh, said, uh, can I be cheeky and submit a question for the morning show? I would appreciate it. As uh, Due to work, I can never join the show live. And Bill said, could Eddie and Ketia become our record sale? And if not, why? Thanks, mate. And I appreciate all the hard work that you put in. Uh, Well, Bill, in answer to your question, I'd be surprised if Eddie and Kettia became our record signing, a rather record sale. Our record sale, I think, remains Oxlade-Chamberlain at around, uh 35 to 40 million pounds. Awobi's in a very similar bracket to that as well. Both of those at the moment, I think at 35 to 40 ish around those figures are the record sales. I think that Arsenal will end up hopefully getting around 30 for Inketio. It might be slightly less than that, depending on who and how many come in for him during the summer window and where those clubs of course are from. I guess we will have to wait and see Uh, great content as usual says Wilson thank you Wilson very very kind of you indeed I have to say Wilson I know I'm pretty sure it was you but I was watching a video the other day that used a meme of Wilson Wilson will know he's a very passionate supporter who joins our phone and shows quite a lot and he did an interview on AFTV where he said the words he's got to go blood which as I was watching a video the other day popped up and I was like that's Wilson. <laughs> so that made me laugh when I saw that pop up the other day. Um, Girl1999 says, Tom, would you change your mind on Arteta if Ange Postacoglu or Emery finished above Arsenal? Love the shows, mate. Again, it's, I get asked these questions a lot in terms of would I change my mind on Arteta if this happens? Would I change my mind on Arteta if that happened? I always give the same answer, which is let's wait until the end of the season. Let's see where Arsenal finish and we can make our judgments about Arteta, Arsenal, the club and how we've done when we reach that point. Uh, Martin says, uh, oh, in response to something else, which I don't know, it's a conversation going on within a conversation. That's always the worst thing to pick up on. Uh, Dan and Dylan says, Tom, is there a transfer you think might be brewing but don't want to announce anything because there's no concrete evidence or quotes? Excite us. Um, Honestly, Mate, no. Uh, I wish I could be more mysterious. I wish I could hype up and use some kind of clickbait thumbnail or thing saying secret transfer that's going on. But um, you know, there's there's not um, as far as we're Arsenal are obviously on the lookout. They're on the lookout for opportunities. If they're able to do business, they will. But it is that question of if they're able. And we just don't know if they're going to be able to do the business that we would like them to do during this window, which is obviously a bit of a Well, it's a big frustration for us, of course. We'd love Arsenal to be able to go in the market and do business like Spurs are, but we don't have the financial freedom. Um, We have more scrutiny on our financials than than Spurs do because they sold one of their you know graduates for a 100 million in the summer which has enabled them to to free up plenty of spending during this window. Uh, Tizer says, "Hey Tom, do you think there will be more women's fixtures at the Emirates to help fill the coffers and get around profit and sustainability?" Arsenal have women, Arsenal women's team have a massive following and this could be an idea going forwards. I mean to be honest Tizer, they are doing that. Um there is an increase of the number of games of the women's team that is being played at the Emirates, and for good reason. There's been rumours of another stadium being built as well. Um, it is a financial uh, benefit the women's team, and it is improving every single year. So it's a fair point, Isa, But there's also something to be said about obviously grounds, the, the 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 stadium in itself. There's a recovery about the the grass as well after games, and if you have two games a weekend or four games a week, which it could turn into at this point, how the, the the you know the actual ground itself can recover um could end up being a financial drain in itself. So it, you have to find the balance, I guess. Uh Phil Ed says from what I understand, uh when I did the stadium tour, I was told that they built it, they prioritized the number of toilets over seats, and it's set in stone that they can't then extend it. Even though that's the case, we still have really big lines um, for the toilet at halftime at the Emirates. Uh, Chris says, hi, Tom, great show. Just a quick one, but can you see our summer starting like Chelsea's in regards to starting with sales first and then signing in the window at a later stage? Maybe, you know, they might choose to see how many players they can move on first and then get a better idea of what plan they want to move ahead with. That might be what happens, um, but it really depends on when certain players become available because ultimately some players become available at different times in the window. So Arsenal might not want to miss one of those moves that is only available during the start of the window because another team could come in and swoop in and snap up one of the players they want to get. So it very much depends upon the stage of the window. That's, you know, when you often see like complaints about Arsenal having not signed anyone yet, I often do giggle a bit because there is something to be said about the opportunities at different stages of the window that people don't necessarily always take into account. Um, A16 says, Tom, if we don't get top four and lose to Porto, do you think Arteta should get the sack? Again, I get these questions every week and I'm going to give the same answer every single time. Let's wait until the end of the season and make a judgment at that point. Shano says, Hi Tom, do you think of Liverpool, uh, as we're not not as good this season, the fan anxiety would be totally different? I, for one, would be massively disappointed if Liverpool won the league. Um, I don't think you should be massively disappointed if Liverpool won the league. I think you should be disappointed that we didn't, because of course you always want Arsenal to try and win it. But, it's it's obviously very, very frustrating, I think, from an Arsenal perspective that um, we could lose out to a team that were as poor as Liverpool. Well, I say poor. They just weren't as competitive as they were last season. The reality is, is Liverpool have competed with Man City more than any other team um, over the last dec- half-decade plus. And so if you will be really disappointed if Liverpool win the league um, and City have still beaten us on points... Even then, I'm not necessarily. Um, I'm not necessarily going to be in that same space because Liverpool have been far more competitive than us over a far longer period of time. Um, let's bosses do the Cronkies own the women's team. It's, of course they do. The Cronkies own Arsenal Football Club. They've bought Arsenal Football Club. Edu is the sporting director for both the men's and the women's team. You know, he, he has responsibilities for both. Yes, it's they're not separate entities. They're one thing and you have the men's team and you have the, the women's team. So, yes, the, the Cronkies own everything. Um, A16 says, I meant at the end of the season. Then ask me at the end of the season. Uh, Amira says, when I asked you about your 30 million for Balogun, you said it was because he hasn't done it in the Premier League and we're selling him abroad. Uh, English tax might not apply, etc. Considering these, why also Eddie... At 30 million, uh, mainly because of his age bracket um, being one, his regularity of starting games. When Balogun was at Monaco, he was starting every single week. He had a very, very good goal scoring record during that season. His stock had arguably never been higher. He still counted as homegrown, despite the fact that, of course, he's, uh, uh, he's declared for the United States. Um, and Nketi being 24 years of age is, is a different age bracket to when we sold Balogun, of course. So that does change things as well. So you can try and catch me out, Amira, but it doesn't work, I'm afraid. Uh, Bizarre says, TGT, hey, Tom, realistically, what are the chances of us getting Ozymen in the summer or ever? Uh, or is this just nonsense? It's not nonsense. Arsenal do have an interest in Ozymen. They've followed him for quite some time. But how realistic is it to get a 100000000 pound player in the summer? It's going to depend on a lot of factors, a lot of factors. Um, So it depends on how much money we have, on who we sell, on what we win, how far we get in certain competitions, um, and ultimately what other business we want to do. So, so many factors. But what are the chances of it happening? I can't give you like a percentage, um, but there is a chance. Uh, There is always a chance. Uh, Z says if we beat Liverpool and drew against City, how many more wins do you think would be enough to win the Premier League? I'd have to do a lot of math, Z to work that out. If we beat Liverpool and we beat Forest, we'll be two points you assume, depending on obviously what they do in their other game, um, we would be two points behind uh, Liverpool City, of course um, have a game in hand over us but on the same amount of points at the moment so it's tough it's really tough. Liverpool apparently are 12 wins away from winning the league at the moment. So that's also worth bearing in mind. Um, Alexander says, Liverpool are a few years ahead of us despite last year's result. We were finishing eighth to relatively recently. Um, they have the mentality and the squad, and we're still learning. They do have league winners. They obviously are league and Champions League winning manager as well, um, who is at the club that he's done those things at. So... It's always going to be. I I think if you're saying you're disappointed if we don't win the league and Liverpool win it, I think that's a tough position to put yourself into, to be disappointed about that. Um, Josh says, hi, Tom. Any news on our boys on loan? Also, which of our players would you like to be sold in the summer? Uh, I think, obviously, there are a few players in the Arsenal senior squad that, that we know need to be moved on and we need to try and use to the best of our ability to get as much money for them As we can, Ramsdale is probably going to be one of those. I imagine Ray will be the number one keeper moving forwards when we make that deal, if and when we make that deal permanent. Uh, You've got Cedric that needs to be moved on. You've got, I mean, Zinchenko, I think, is a player that isn't necessarily 100% safe either. Um, You've got Thomas Partey that could be sold in the summer. Um, Jorginho could leave on a free. Elneny could leave on a free. Smith Rowe, of course, is still not 100% certain. Marquinhos, Nelson um, and Ketia. And you've got players like Runnison and Tierney, Tavares and laconga uh, all still need to be moved on as well. And then you've got in the academy players like Charlie Patino, of course, whose future is still uncertain. Mika Bireth has now gone to Austria to play some senior football and play in Europe as well. So that's one to look out for. Brook Norton Cuffey could be another player that Arsenal looked to to potentially sell there's other players that are exciting as well in the uh, in the youth team charles sacco jr who knows maybe he moves on miguel aziz could be one that moves on rule waters you never know if they're going to make it at that senior level so lots that could still happen regarding outgoings uh, pgu says tom any tips on improving mental health it's a really good question pgu because we talk about mental health we don't shy away from mental health uh, ever and at all. And if you're asking that question because you're currently experiencing some struggles or someone you know is currently experiencing some struggles, first of all, I'm really sorry that you're going through that. And I really hope that things improve for you soon. Uh, I try and talk about this in an Arsenal way, because, of course, this being an Arsenal podcast, I often find that I, after Arsenal, would either fail to win or lose games or not put in a good performance or have a disappointing end to a period of run of form. And it was affecting my week. It was affecting my day. It was affecting my relationships. It was affecting so much more outside of just those 90 minutes. And bear in mind, of course, that Arsenal is my job, as well as the fact that it is a hobby to watch. Um, I think that it's important that sometimes you can put things into boxes. Arsenal is one box for me. I open that box whenever I'm talking about it, whenever I'm writing about it, whenever I'm watching Arsenal. As soon as that is done, I close that box. And the other boxes that I have that include things like family, friends, Hobbies, uh, interests, TV shows—I open up those boxes and you know just compartmentalize different parts of of my life. So I reduce the stress that one of those boxes might cause me. Work is another box. Work causes plenty of stress. Close that box when work is over and open up the other boxes that contain things that you enjoy and that you can focus on, if you can avoid taking work home with you it's always a good thing to be able to do if you can't try and schedule things create a plan create a schedule of when you're going to do certain jobs and put aside time to do them so that you can then obviously attach yourself to things that you're going to enjoy more during other periods and when you are working try to take as many breaks as you can just to get out and get some fresh air go for walks can't underestimate getting outside and doing things. So make sure you go and do them. But PGU, I really wish you all the best, mate, and, and hope everything is, uh, is going well. Uh, Alexander says, Partey not working out is so sad. What a player. He'd make such a difference in this squad. And hopefully, Alex, we're going to be getting him back soon. That is the thing. We've got to keep those fingers crossed and hope that uh, Partey is going to be returning for the upcoming games. Uh, James says, what developments on or off the pitch would you like to see for our club in the next two years um, on and off the pitch. So the next developments, I'd love to see Arsenal improve their sales record. Of course, I'd love them to do that. I'd love to see players start moving on at a very good figure and some youth players moving on for some good fees as well off the pitch. You know, obviously the improvements to the stadium, the improvements, to the atmosphere, any initiatives that can be improved and built upon to try and improve that. It would be great, of course, as well. So they're all things that I'd love to see Arsenal Improve on and off the pitch. There's, there's a lot more. I think we could do an entire podcast on the improvements that are needed at Arsenal Football Club. But there you go. Also, just quickly going back to PGU's question about mental health, therapy, counselling. Please, please seek them out. They're brilliant. I've had therapy when I was teaching at the end of my time in that career, and it was a lifesaver. You know, quite literally. I'm very open about that. So please do uh, seek out that extra professional help because I am not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist um you know but uh i can just offer you any advice that i've had and my own experience so please do go and seek professional help if indeed you can uh because it's always definitely worth it um i mean if you listen to the arsenal vision pod uh elliot's got his uh i think what is the the company it's um oh what's the company called come on you guys know what it is better health that's what it is go and check out better health because i think they're They can provide access to things that maybe if it's tricky for you to access them otherwise. Um, Cass says, would you keep Jorginho for one more season due to his experience and leadership to help the team? Uh, As I think it still needs. uh, Yes, I would. I would um, extend Jorginho for a further year. I think there is absolutely no downside to to extending Jorginho's contract by another year. I would be very up for doing that. But of course, we have to come to an agreement with the player that they would be up for spending one more year with the club. Man Lutata says, only Arsenal fans need therapy. Not true. Everybody may need therapy. It does not matter who you support. Um, Trust me, being an Arsenal fan has made me experience plenty of triggers um, that might lead me to that. But trust me, I know plenty of people that aren't Arsenal fans that certainly have benefited and have told me of their benefits to having therapy. Um, And Shari says, don't be afraid to shop around for the right therapist either, which is a really good point because not everyone is going to be the right fit for you. And just because you have had maybe a bad experience with therapy before doesn't mean that you're going to have a bad experience every single time because every therapist is different and you should definitely try and work out which one is best for you. Uh, Spornex says, are we mature enough as a fan base to understand if Arsenal were to sell one of their stars, even if it meant investment to further improve the squad? I hope that we are. I hope that people could understand if one of the players in which we didn't really want to see sold, sold, um, that it would be for the benefit of the team overall in the long term. But they've got to prove that, you know, so that's that's always worth pointing out. um let's go uh, jimbo says if you are in the uk uh, mind are also a good phone in therapy there you go uh, some more suggestions if you're listening to this on catch up and you want to leave some advice maybe more so of your own experiences rather than personal advice if you've not had uh, any issues with this but certainly some tips uh, that you've ha- used to help deal with it please leave them in the comment section down below um a16 says, Arsenal turned down Benzema because they want a versatile defender but can't see us signing anyone. I'd love to know where you read that. Um, where did Arsenal turn down uh, Benzema in favour of a defender? I'm assuming sure if they turned down Benzema, um, it would be because, A, first of all, of the financial implications of that deal more than anything else. Um, but uh, I would be disappointed if he was available for a very reasonable wage and Arsenal didn't move for him. If Arsenal indeed don't end up signing anyone, during this window. Um, Ty says, Tom, can you explain why clubs cannot spend in January but might be able to spend a lot again in the summer? Also, how much could Arsenal have and how much could we get in player sales? Sure. Um, so there's something called a financial year, um, which obviously exists every single year. And clubs, due, due to profit and sustainability regulations, are monitored over a rolling three-year period you can afford to make a loss of 105 million across those three years but it is only 35 million in each separate year that can be offset by revenue in certain streams it cannot be offset by an injection of funds from the ownership that does not count or loans in that way um but uh it's yeah it's measured across each year so when the summer comes around that will represent the start of a new time of spending Um, and so that accounting period that ended if it's the same as the financial year in in April of course when that um, new financial when that new summer comes around that'll be in a new accounting year so there will be it'll be kind of monitored in as a as a cutoff point but of course you've still got to be aware what the rolling three-year period would be and how it would be affected by that it's also worth pointing out because of amortization if you sell a player for 50 million pounds um that 50 million pounds shows up on the books in that accounting year if you buy a player for 50 million pounds on a five-year contract it will show up as 10 million on each of the five years that you bought that player for um so that's always something worth pointing out um I think we're going to end the show there. It's been a really nice... But we didn't actually go off on our Arteta for once for quite a while, which was nice. We had a couple of questions about that. I think we sidestepped them quite well um, and focused on a lot more important things today. We, ta- we tackled Arteta a lot yesterday. Um, so... I was glad to go through some uh, some transfer stuff, uh, the red action stuff, the stadium stuff, and of course, even some mental health stuff in this show as well, which was great. Um, so please do drop a like on the video. Please do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be back this evening. Um, really excited for a show this evening, five o'clock UK time. You'll be able to tune in and listen. Um, I'm really excited to bring you a, a debut. Uh, actually, I'm very excited for this. And it's somebody that a lot of people have actually requested to come on the show. Um, So joining us at five o'clock today is Alex from The Different Knock, um, which I'm very excited about because I know a lot of you watch uh, The Different Knock uh, channel and uh, enjoy a lot of Alex's content. So uh, I thought who better than to get onto the show for a chat. So Alex is going to be on uh, a little bit later on today for a conversation about, I think probably we'll be talking about Arsenal's youth system. We had a good debate about that. Um, and probably transfers and, you know, the season so far and things like that. So do make sure that you're, you're tuning in at five for that. what going to be hopefully a very good chat. Uh, I will speak to you very soon. Have a fantastic day. Stay safe, stay well. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute.